Right, hello everyone and welcome back to the Red Door Records podcast. I'm going to be your host, my name is Kelly. Welcome to everyone that's new and anyone that hasn't listened already. I'm not going to sit here and bother you with how I'd appreciate you uh, listening to the first one I put out, but I think this one's going to be better this time around. So, here's the deal. I've got some new things going on with the podcast. Now before, uh, a lot of things were not really complete. They weren't up to par, even to my standards. It was just to get it out there and get everyone knowing what was going on. So the deal is, the the new things that have been going on that have been changing amongst this podcast is new gear, first of all. And I've gotten some artists and some labels that have, more importantly, allowed me to play their music and uh, use everything that you know they put out as a either a reference point or I can play a sample. So uh, shout out to the artists that I'm going to be playing today. So everyone that I'm going to be talking about, I have uh, not one, not two, but I believe six different um, albums and bands to talk about. And I'll be mentioning their details and some of their other um, albums and things as I go on. So uh, let's uh, also note uh, here that I'm also going to be having a discussion at the very end. And I would love if you guys who, if you make it to the very end, would be able to tell me your personal opinion and we can have a discussion about it. And if you guys ever feel like the discussion is so heavily debated or if you have something that you really want to get out there, get in touch with me and I can actually put you on this podcast and I can let you know uh, along with everyone else what's going on and we can maybe do this together. So if you're interested, let me know. All right, so the first band that I'm going to talk about this is an oddball because the last time that I did a podcast, I mentioned that I wanted to, I wanted to make everything a little bit more diverse because I'm I'm a metalhead and I listen to metal probably more than anything else on the on the the musical spectrum. So the thing is, you know, I get caught up sometimes and I listen to that and that only, and and that can be that can be tough sometimes, and I I really don't want to um I don't want that to be the case all the time. Sometimes you need a break. Sometimes I feel like getting music out there that's better off um, being known and it's not just metal. So the first album that I want to talk about is coinciding with a new label that's coming out. And that would be the most recent Fort Vine record. Now Fort Vine, uh, they're fantastic. Let me give you just real quick before I talk about the, the artist, some background on the new label that's putting out their album. So they put out an album online last year, and the deal was that the the band had no, I guess, funding to do this uh, physically. So they put it out digitally, and they didn't really have anyone, I guess, that was interested in putting out all of these things uh, physically. So they went about a year, uh, maybe a year and a half or so, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a year, without a physical release. And for some artists, that's fine. But when you get in touch with someone from a label or if someone talks to you and says, hey, I want to put it out, uh, that's that's a, a big deal to the artist. And, and they kind of took that opportunity when they got the chance. Now, the new label is called Too Many Records. And you may have heard of Too Many Records from the, the well-known Matt. Matt is a YouTuber from the L.A. area, I do believe. He's a really cool guy. He's got a massive collection. And the thing is... Uh, he's been selling off a lot and he's been trying to get things together, funding and, and um, you know, keep the stuff that he wants to keep. 
So what he did is he started a label, and this label has the same name as his YouTube channel, which is Too Many Records. So you're going to be seeing that on every release. And he, he put out the other day that Fort Vine will be the first release in his label's discography. So the deal is that this record is actually being funded by the crowd, by everyone that wants to be involved, anybody that decides that they feel uh, like they want to they wanna fund it, they want to make sure that it gets released. As of right now, it's limited to 300. They need at least 300 to go to press. And I believe as of the last time I checked, it was at 117 out of the 300. And that's going to be going on until March 19th. So if you uh, hear the clip that I'm going to play here in just a minute and you like it, then I suggest that you go ahead and attempt, okay, uh, to help these guys get to their goal, okay? You will not be charged. uh, It will not come out of your account or anything until it's actually funded. So let's get to the music, guys. Fort Vine uh, is a band that's actually from all over the country. Uh, It just so happened that kind of fate landed each artist uh, where they were, and they they formed a band together. It just seemed right. And uh, they're actually from New York as a whole. Um, They just decided that that was going to be their main point. And they're up from the Catskill Mountains, which is really cool, the Catskill. Uh, And the, the coolest part about these artists is their collaborative effort is this double LP. And the, the crazy thing about the album is it's so low-key, but it's so good. It's it's somewhat poppy. It's somewhat indie. It's It's got a little bit of, of everything. And the cool thing of the, the description of this band is that they're considered to be a combination of Fleetwood Mac, Fleet Foxes, and the Beach Boys sitting around a campfire. And they say that if you can imagine that, You've got Fort Vine. Now, if you've ever been around that area, you'll know that Fort Vine is actually a real um, area. You kind of have to seek it out, but it is a real place. And to me, uh, that's that's really cool. Uh, that's you know that means you can visit the place and see the band, and you've got the whole grand package. So this the artists uh, involved come from everywhere, and they uh, some of them are they've known each other. Some of them. Uh, have not, and it just seemed like a, a perfect fit. So, uh, honestly, I'm I'm thrilled that this is being released. It's being released on a, a splatter vinyl. So, if you like colored vinyl, that is an option. Um, and I'm assuming that a black version will come out if they do a repress. Uh, but this is this is fantastic stuff. Honestly, I, I'm not usually a big fan of non-metal releases unless it, it strikes a chord with me. And this album struck a chord with me. It had just had something about it. Uh, along with the, the relationship with Too Many Records, and it just it did something for me. And I'll admit that uh, the comparisons are true. I, I think that that's a perfect example. Uh, another one, if you're interested, would be Bonnie Vare. If you like Bonnie Vare, and you've heard their material, um, they're not always as maybe high pitched vocally, but uh, they they have that same quality to them. It's just very flowy nice and and rather peaceful music it's kind of uplifting and uh, i i can't wait for this thing to be fully funded and be on its way so what i'm going to do for you right now is i'm going to play a, a clip of this song so you can finally stop hearing me ramble uh, on and on about this this group and that song is going to be called it would be off the first side of this this lp uh, there are two 
but the uh, the first side has three songs, and it the third one is called "Looking for the Right Way." Uh, it's it's almost six minutes in length, so I'm not going to play the full thing. But uh, thank you so much to Fort Vine. Uh, you guys were were very nice to me uh, when I when I had a little uh, chat with you guys, and I really appreciate that you're putting out music that's genuine and that you like what you do and that you just want to travel and you want to perform and you want to make friends. That's a big deal, and I, I really appreciate it. So um, here's Looking for the Right Way by the wonderful Fort Vine. all I was going to include for you guys, mainly because, guess what, uh, like I said, that's a six-minute song, and uh, while I've got the time, I don't want to bore you just in case you don't like it. Um, oh, and here's the deal. A lot of you guys who, who did give me feedback on this last podcast, you mentioned that there were pauses and things that weren't curated by me. They were curated by uh, the recording system. And uh, you said that they were a little too long. You thought you lost me for a second, and then I'd pop back in. So uh, I've eliminated that. Any pauses that I take will be my own. Uh, as much as I do that, I apologize. So uh, here's the thing. Um, I'm going to just move on to the next artist, and we're going to get this ball rolling because I've got some more to play, and I've got some more that I think you, um, even though I can't play, I think you'd like them if you, if you guys have the time you want to look them up. So the next artist that I'm going to talk about is one that I found out about uh, through a good buddy of mine a number of months ago, and I saw that they had a, a box set edition of this album, and I, um, I I immediately picked it up. It sounded so good, and there's something about this artist that I find just somewhat captivating, even though you could throw them in the same mix of several other bands and you could assume that maybe they're not really original, but I find them to be really nice and uh, I hope you guys do the same. And I'm talking about uh, the one-man project Sunspell from Atlanta, Georgia. They are currently active. Uh, matter of fact, they put out a, I would say it's an EP. It's really like one song. It's... Uh, around uh, 15 or 20 minutes in length. And they put that out on a cassette tape in a, a wooden box set form. And I, I got that the minute I heard it because it's very good. It's got a very raw black metal quality to it. It is black metal, by the way. And it's 
it's raw, but it's not like so abrasively raw that it's annoying that you have to try to piece things together. Because what I've learned in um, in music is that there's nothing worse than someone trying to make um, a layered sound or a textured sound out of just abrasive raw um, noise. And keep in mind there's a difference between noise and the genre of noise because in the genre there's more of an intent. And in some cases there's no intent. There's just noise, you know, things that were just created just to, you know, get it out there. But it's... Um, it's raw, but it's it's really good. It's very eerie. And what I like about it is in the back, through uh, several portions of the song, there's uh, what would be uh, keyboards and uh, synthesizers, things like that. And not in like the, the black metal, you know, vampiric, you know, uh, medieval sounding type keyboards. Not the kind that sounds uh, reminiscent of dungeon synth. Not, not something like that. It sounds very light and in some cases it sounds very reminiscent of oh just like it almost sounds like you're you're laying back and you're just thinking about life you know that kind of thing but it's playing over such raw and somewhat depressing black metal <laughs> so and I, and I don't think that this band is you know a depressive suicidal black metal band uh, by any means but their sounds very good uh, somewhat unique from some of the recent ones that I've heard, which is nice because uh, you don't know how many times I've heard albums recently, especially in the black metal community that are no different from the rest and they get boosted up in price and boosted up in hype most of the time. So this band, and they've only done uh, a handful of releases. I've got them uh, listed here. They've done two demos, two EPs, and two splits. So... Uh, and, and the EPs and splits are, they're so good. They're so good. And there's a, a split that they did that was on 12 inch format that for a while there was a sale. If you look it up, there's a sale going on where the LP was dirt cheap. And I kid you not, it's so good. It's so good. There's something about it that makes me feel like I've heard it before, even though I've never heard it before up until now. And just that quality about it, the fact that I, it feels like I know it even though I don't, and the fact that it's memorable. And I don't know, it's got this quality about it that makes you, you think it's it's going to go in the happy direction, not you know not in the uh, like shoegazy kind, but sort of like an uplifting um, melodic sound. And then it goes just straight to raw, abrasive, um, just upsetting black metal instead of what you thought it was going to be. And I love that. I love surprises and I love when a, a band is able to captivate me, especially when they don't get any attention because usually there's rightful attention and then there's the bands that go to the wayside and you know, I don't ever hear about them. So, um, if you're curious about this band, they're on the label, Witch cult records. And I do believe that it's a one man band. Um, there was a promotional flyer in the package that I got that, um, it shows one guy, but there may be session members. So if you're if you're curious, definitely look at Witch Cult Records among other uh, distros, and you may see them. I know that there are a couple of cassettes out right now for dirt cheap. Uh, the split I talked about, they released into just one cassette, where the Sunspell side was on the cassette, and the other part of the split was not. So it's just their material. So if you're if you 
like that idea, if you're curious, it's only four bucks. So if you have an extra $4 laying around and you don't mind cassettes, uh, definitely look into it. Definitely get it. Uh, that's about all I have to say on this group other than um, if you, if you, anybody from Witch Cult or Sunspell is hearing this, thanks guys for making the great music. And uh, even if it wasn't made to necessarily enjoy. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Moving on. Uh, the next album that I want to talk about, you've heard about this probably, but I, I want to just shed some light to the few that haven't. The new Noisem is coming out. You might be thinking, why would I want to talk about Noisem when we've all heard about Noisem? I mean, this is a group that has been around. They've put out several albums and, um, you know, they've done shows for any number of years. So we've heard about them. Why are you talking about them? Well, I'm talking about them because this is the first time that I've listened to Noisem that I've really gotten into Noisem, you know? This is the first time that, that, you know, right off the bat, the singles impressed me. Everything about it's impressed me because I'll be honest, my knowledge of grindcore and my knowledge of, of, you know, thrash related grindcore isn't really, it's not my wheelhouse. It's not, you know, something that stays in my mind a lot. So usually it's not something that I go near, but whenever I played the, uh, whenever I played the single, I was thoroughly impressed. It was catchy. It still is. I know how it goes, even though I played it like five times. And uh, that goes to show that something quick such as this and something as catchy, um, it, it can really do the job. It's uh, this this single that I'm going to talk about. Cause they've released two. The album comes out soon, I believe, um, in March. So uh, just to give a, a little bit of background out of, uh, of Noisem, they're from Baltimore, Maryland. They're a, a grind, um, base. They're they're a grind band, but you know they have influences from death metal and, and thrash, obviously. And I love that. That's a perfect mix because I, I don't I don't love thrash. I like a dash of it, just a little hint of it. My thrash level only goes as far as say, you know, Destroyer Six 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 or Exodus or Slayer. You know, it doesn't go to anything further than that. I mean, even Death Hammer, I like Death Hammer, but it's nothing that I, you know, just put on all the time. I don't need to be going 90 to nothing uh, for the, the duration of my, my listening time. So um, the new album coming out in March is called Cease to Exist. It's on the label 20 Bucks Spin. Uh, shout out to 20 Bucks Spin. We had a good chat. And uh, Noisem has, as of right now, three full lengths, one EP, one live album, and one split. So there's plenty of material out there for you guys to uh, listen to if you're if you're interested. And the two new singles that they released, one was through Twenty Bucks Spin. Uh, actually, both of them were, and I believe that there were, they released one through the Adult Swim platform. So. You might might have watched the Adult Swim platform, and uh, sometimes they play music and that kind of thing. You've you've probably seen some notable bands there, like Dying Fetus. But on YouTube, they have a section on Adult Swim called the Adult Swim Singles, and they released one of them, which was oh God, it was so short. It was only fifty six seconds. It's uh, which I know that doesn't compare to the Cattle Decapitation material from their earlier. Uh, days or the napalm death era stuff but it's short you know it's really short but it gets the job done it's ferocious and 
Uh, my thoughts on this, uh, the longer single that they put out, which I'm about to play for you guys. Uh, my thoughts are, before I play it, is it may be, this album may be their fastest to date. Uh, it, it seriously may be, because I, I've listened to some of the material from before, and they clearly had some other influences, and I think now they really are going to go 90 to nothing, which is great. I, I think 90 to nothing is, is probably exactly where it should be for them. It's probably their comfort spot. Uh, and the vocals on this thing are carcass influenced. Uh, they're just, they're disgusting. They're, they're great. And they just sound ferocious. And if you know the vocalist of carcass, if you know what that sounds like, um, then you know what, what some of the vocals on here are going to sound like. And I love it. And I love how, uh, that he almost replicated it uh, here. So, uh, the riffs on this are memorable. The choruses, what what little there are, um, they're fantastic. I love them. And most importantly, this whole thing is quick, short, and to the point. Uh, there's nothing better in music than than getting your point made and then just leaving. I mean, that's that's you, you know most of this music is there to get the job done and move forward. You know, there's no there's no time to just wait around or make it longer than it should be. No, no reason to drag the music out. Um, a lot of people actually force music that way and they just write and write and write. And it's like, it may be a 30 minute song, but that doesn't mean it's good. So shout out to the, the, the boys in Noisem for, uh, for making some fantastic music and shout out to, um, God, I've forgotten your name, bud. Why am I forgetting your name? Um, well, we'll, we'll put it this way. The, <laughs> The, the guys in Night Fear, okay? We'll say the guys in Night Fear because when they went on tour, they backed Noisem 1,000% uh, without question. It was like every other word they spoke was was Noisem, you know? So uh, shout out to them and shout out to Noisem for making some fantastic, brutal music. Uh, this new album is going to be released on 20 Bucks Spin here in March. There are two editions up on their website, as well as a CD, cassette, and long sleeves. So if you guys are interested at all in, you know, um, listening to it, I'm going to play a clip for you so you guys can get a general feel. So here is Noisem with their new single, Filth and Style. I'm not 
All right, that was the new Noisome single. How about that? Some heavy stuff, isn't it? All right. So the next album, since I said, I, I, like I mentioned, I want to make things diverse for everyone. I want to make sure that there's you know equal amount of uh, new material getting out there. But I'll have to admit, there's some stuff that I missed, you know, last year and and things like that. That you know, especially because the the genres that I don't always listen to, and one of them would be uh, math rock or um, mathcore and, and, you know, like metallic hardcore, that kind of thing, the fusion of the two. And I came across something uh, a week or two ago on Bandcamp, and this was actually released, I think, middle of last year, but it flew straight over my head because I, I, I wasn't aware of this genre being something that I could really get into. And what I'm talking about is the new album by the, uh, the band Sectioned, and it's called Annihilated. Now, Sectioned are from Edinburgh, UK, and they are currently active as a hardcore-infused um, mathcore band. You know, and they show some signs of you know grind, things like that. And the most important thing to note with this band is if you've heard of Vane off of Closed Casket Activities, and you know all of the the crazy electronic sounds that they make uh, in between you know breaks of the songs and in in the actual songs, then you will probably like this. I mean, this is seriously like one of the loudest albums I've ever heard. It's probably one of the angriest albums I've heard in recent memory. And it's it's just it's fast paced. It, it's fast paced. There's plenty of songs. There's plenty of good lyrical content talking about, you know, real feelings and things like that. But, you know, more importantly, this is just loud. <laughs> this is so loud. And, you know, some of the the things that I, I would compare it to in terms of, um, you know, what they're really comprised of would be mi- a mixture of Dillinger, Escape Plan, um, Vane, and Purient. So Purient, obviously, is a, an electronic um, slash noise project who does everything quite well. And if you take elements of prurient and vain and slap that between, you know, Dillinger and some of the more metallic hardcore stuff, you've got section basically. Uh, it's, it's really good. It's fantastic. And if you guys really want something up that, you know, general alley, because if you're like me, you don't hear a whole lot from this end of the spectrum. Uh, not only because some of us really can't get into it, but also because it's something that hardly anyone talks about unless you're in, like, say, a deathcore scene or the metallic hardcore scene. And if you're not, that's, you know, you don't hear about it. And that's that's sad. So, um, now this band has one full length and two EPs as of right now. And uh, another thing to note is this band uh, not only is abrasive, but the the riff section sometimes, it's like instead of putting a chorus somewhere or something, you know, lyrically that would be more more uh, memorable or notable, they put riff sections and they're kind of repetitive, uh, somewhat like Vain uh, and, and bands like that. It's just, there's an effect to it that I like that, that's just loud. And in some cases you could say it's obnoxious, but... Uh, the, the biggest way uh, to really go on about these guys would be that this sounds like metalcore infused with 
infused with like the more math core style, obviously, but more importantly, in and most shockingly, this sounds like a, a band that no joke has like ADD uh, and and possibly in the mixing end zero OCD. So it's it's noisy and it's got a lot of abrasive elements. But in terms of uh, the instrumentation, they're all over the place. It's like they don't stop. So if you like albums that just pick up the pace and go and they don't stop until they're finished making their point, then I highly suggest you listen to the new section. Uh, I do not have a, a track to play for you guys, but it's up on Bandcamp. They did do a couple vinyl versions and they have merch and things like that. And from what I could tell, based on the fact that everything was somewhat sold out, uh, they're actually a pretty big deal because everything's sold out. And I know it's been about a year, but almost everything is gone. So, <laughs> you know, usually even the really limited stuff from other bands you see doesn't sell out because it doesn't get any attention. And so these guys have, have done something in their, their genre. So uh, props to them. Now, back to black metal, okay? We're going to talk about a band that I found uh, most recently, and they're called Acantha. Now, I'm assuming that I'm saying that right, but uh, and the, the title of this album is Baptism and Physical Analects. They're a band from Karditsa, Greece. Again, I'm assuming that I'm saying that right. I really hope I am. Props to Greece. It's a, it's a beautiful place. Uh, and they're active currently. Uh, what's really cool about this band is, unlike Sunspell that I mentioned earlier, this band is uh, a Hellenic black metal band. So they're, you know, in the vein of Rotting Christ and all of the uh, Greek black metal bands that you've heard over time. Obviously, they have standout elements, but they kind of they they run the bases on the the basic elements of Hellenic black metal. And what I loved about them is they have catchy riffs and melodies. So this is, um, I would say it's an angry album, but it's also got a lot of elements of just style. It's got a little bit of flair, but, you know, I'm not talking about the, you know, in your face stuff. I'm talking about it's just, it's got this melodic presence about it that just, you know, kind of transports you into, you know, whatever, you know, fan, uh, fantasy based vision you have in your head. And I, and I like that about it. I'm glad that they're able to, um, you know, execute that way. Uh, this album has grim atmosphere and, and honestly the, the sound in terms of, you know, maybe guitars and, and drums and everything production wise, it has a very, uh, triumphant feel. And it, it's almost, uh, in terms of production, it's, probably more centered around Judas Iscariot. So it's not overdone or anything. It's not uh, largely produced like, say, Dark Funeral or anything like that. Uh, and I know that they're not Hellenic Black Metal, but I'm saying that they have a more uh, polished tone to them, whereas Judas Iscariot, I think, you know, was was most of the albums done by Judas Iscariot were probably intentionally raw, and it was also because it was the feeling um, and at the time it was probably some of the most angry and grim material put out. So yeah, uh, Acantha has two full lengths out right now. And the most recent one is the one I, I mentioned. Uh, you can find it on YouTube and Bandcamp. As of right now, unfortunately there are no, um, there are no physical releases and 
I, if I were a label, an underground one, I would be looking to pick these guys up. I know as a U.S. label, maybe it's hard sometimes to get in touch or keep in touch with the people you know, overseas, but I would still hope someone would pick up this this band and maybe put out some of their material if they're not looking to already. Okay, so the last artist I'm going to be talking about before we get to the discussion is a band that I found through Sentient Ruin, uh, and they were also so kind as to have a chat with me about um, this here podcast. So there's a band on their label called Alters, and this is a self-titled 7-inch. It's a very short, I believe it's like 15 minutes long, very short release, but they had two different versions on a 7-inch that sold out uh, long before I could actually hear about it. So I wanted to give a little information and play a track from these guys because I think that they have a lot of good things to bring to the table. Now, uh, I'd like to mention that unfortunately this band has split up, but if they ever hear this podcast or if someone gets the word out, I think that there are people who are interested in hearing new music um, or at least doing shows based on this uh, small little run here. This band uh, was from San Jose, California. Uh, they play death metal with a little bit of grindcore in, um, infused. Now, I know that they're uh, described online as being a little more grindcore, and I, I'm not necessarily seeing that other than maybe the first couple tracks. The, they're short, but uh, they're not as much of a grindcore uh, output as some of the other bands labeled that. So, And like I said, the label is Sentient Ruin. A fantastic label for some of the more underground artists. I can't can't wait for some of their new releases this year. Uh, and the band Alters has one EP, uh, and I believe this is it. Uh, so uh, if, if you're interested, definitely check them out. Go on, uh, you know, probably on Discogs. Try to find some of their stuff. Pick it up. Uh, they have a black and, and colored version available. So, uh, and my thoughts on this uh, particular track but especially this, this EP in general, would be that this whole sound uh, coming from this band is death metal infused with a morbid angel tone, and uh, there are grind elements amongst the morbid angel tone. So uh, if, if you can kind of imagine what that sounds like, then uh, and you like that idea, then I, I certainly think this is up your alley. Uh, the, the songs on this EP are quite short, but they have a swift impact and are unwaveringly old school. So uh, if you like the old school influence, uh, but not, you know, maybe the overbearingly obvious influence, then check this band out, man. This is some solid stuff and it's got some technicality to it. You know, there's sometimes they'll throw in a riff that uh, honestly did not sound, uh, you know, you would think it from other people, it wouldn't sound proper where it lands, but it's it's fantastic. It's got just the uh, right amount of punch. It's got just the right amount of of energy. And uh, it, the the track that I'm about to play for you is just it's it's fantastic. And there's a portion in it that sounds kind of reminiscent of new spectral voice. It's quite uh, doomy but it's slow, um, just really, really heavy and uh, just crushing. 
death metal. And that's later on in this track. It's quite short. So uh, bear with me a minute uh, until I get to the discussion and tell me what you guys think about all these artists. Okay. I, I happen to think that some of the people on here don't get enough attention and I, I just want to bring them to uh, the, not the masses because you know, they don't, they don't like us here, but you get the gist. I think a lot of you will like them and uh, hopefully you've come away with something from the artists that I've mentioned and maybe we can talk about them later. So uh, hit me up if you guys want to talk some fantastic, fantastic underground artists. So I'm going to play for you this song. It's called Black Magic. great are they, man? Some fantastic underground doomy death metal. And maybe you got what I was saying about how there was very little grindcore influence there. Sure, it got fast, but I mean, if you want to say there's more Morbid Angel influence there, I would be a little bit more likely you know, to believe you. So, All right, now I'm going to move on to the last topic of this uh, fine, uh, nice sunny day here in Arkansas, guys. It poured earlier. I got to say something, man. It's, we haven't seen sun in like months. So, uh, you know, 
props to uh, Mother Nature for being so kind today. Okay, so the discussion I wanted to bring to the table today is, can artists thrive in today's world? And I don't mean today's world is like, oh my gosh, the you know polar ice caps are, are melting and um, you know tornadoes are are you know picking up skyscrapers and throwing them into polar bears land or whatever you know um, some some shit like that. I don't really care to be honest. Um, I want to I want to make the world as uh, as nice as it can be, but um, you know it can't be done by one guy. So moving on from that, uh, the the discussion, like I said, can the artists thrive? in today's musical climate. Uh, and the reason I wanted to talk about this uh, is, ma- is mainly because, you know, I took probably four hours out of my day one night just out of sheer curiosity to watch the most recent Grammys, okay? And I know that this sounds a little reminiscent of Anthony Fantano. You know, I'm getting here on a mic and talking about the Grammys. But thing is, uh, there's some very unpopular opinions about the Grammys, uh, flowing around, you know, uh, amongst all of us. And, and I tend to agree, uh, a lot of this music that's being pumped out today on the radio, for instance, is monotonous. It's just downright boring. And, um, a lot of it's just made to make, uh, money. It's just made to make more than a living. And I find that to be a little greedy. I find it to be a little, um, deceiving. I think that a lot of people who become fans of these artists do it because of their look or the way they present themselves on stage, you know, because they have big lights and that kind of thing. But you have to understand a lot of these people probably wouldn't give a whole lot of attention to these people if they didn't have lights, if they didn't have big stages, um, if they were, you know, not in shiny clothes or in, um, you know, nice new designer outfits, whatever. And, and I'll have you know, I came from that before, you know, there was a point in time when I was in uh, previous grades in school where I thought that was a cool way to be. I thought maybe being uh, more of a follower and looking at someone uh, who had a great fashion sense that it was something to aspire to be. And I'll be honest with you, it got me somewhere until um, I left that school and then not a single soul talked to me because it wasn't about me. It wasn't about my soul about, about how honest I was or anything like that, um, or being a good friend. Uh, it, it had everything to do with, with what I was wearing or what I was, uh, aspiring to be. So, uh, that's why I've gone my separate ways with those people. And I've stopped, uh, listening to the music that, you know, was once on the Grammys and was once on the radio, uh, because a lot of it's fake. And to me, you don't make art for, for an audience, you don't make art for um, the satisfaction of someone's words uh, entering your mind to fill your ego. You you simply do it for yourself, okay? Which in some ways is egotistical, but you do it for yourself to prove you can do it, and you do it to satisfy the need in 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 you, the drive in you that says, "Hey, I need to do this, otherwise I'm going to suffer until I can complete it." And some artists strive day and night to make that happen. And it's sad that they go by the wayside because they, they make a couple loud noises or they're just a little bit more angry than, uh, than some people on, you know, uh, larger platforms, you know, and I hate that. So, uh, I'm not bashing some of you who, who like these artists because I like some of them myself. Um, some of them 
are good to just, you know, stray away from the usual stuff that I listen to, but they're by no means something that I would spend money on tickets to see. They're not anything that I would want to, um, I wouldn't want to just sit here and, you know, throw up my kid's face or something. Uh, by the way, I don't have kids, but you know, later on I would want to just, you know, play that around the house or something because, uh, quite frankly, it's not filling any good messages. And you, you could argue that maybe the music that we listen to doesn't send a good message, but the big deal is a lot of the music we listen to, it's either spiritual or it's anger filled but, you know, you take someone like Cannibal Corpse, you know, a band like Cannibal Corpse, none of their lyrics, except for maybe some that were inspired by serial killers, are really serious. Like, they can't be necessarily taken serious because they're just not something that are, you know, that's made as a serious point. You know, lyrics aren't here to make an impact. They're here to, you know, fill an image in your mind and, you know, take you on a little bit of a... a fantasy-based journey instead of, you know, like where murderers reign free, uh, you know, and then they're, they're king basically. But, um, you know, talking about the, the monotonous, you know, things that, that are pumped out on a daily basis, that's, uh, really repetitive and really stupid. I mean, a lot of it just centers around you know, relationships or, you know, I dumped a girl or she dumped me or, uh, something that, doesn't relate to a lot of people in all honesty and, and the people who, who are young and influenced by this kind of thing, they only think of the same exact things that the music portrays. And in some cases that's money, it's fame, it's power, it's things like that. And to me, uh, in terms of the dis this discussion, I don't think that power is money. I don't think that power is, uh, being chased around by paparazzi. Uh, I think that a lot of the, the power that, that we could um, obtain would be spiritual power. It would be the power of will, the power of our own freedom and our own mental stability and not something that's filled with um, such, you know, um, like a survival method. Like a lot of these people need help solely based on the fact that they really want someone's attention. They need someone to say that it's okay before they ever go and do it. And it's just... I don't think that you need that, you know, and if you, if you guys want to argue with me <laughs> or if you agree with me or whatever, you want to make a point, definitely let me know because I talk about this kind of thing all the time and I'll be honest the people in my family don't really like to hear it, <laughs> um, because they do like some of that stuff and it's fine. But, uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's a serious topic that, uh, in the music community needs to be taken seriously, uh, because, we, we can't just have music go to the wayside because it's not solely for entertainment. Some of it is genuine art and we can't just have a handful of people who appreciate it uh, and have the millions of other people uh, succumb to, to absolute garbage. I mean, it's just, it's sad. So um, if you guys want to talk to me about this topic, I'd greatly appreciate it. Any feedback on this podcast, I'd also greatly appreciate. And, uh, well, that concludes the Red Door Records podcast number two. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it's only going to get better from here. I know that this isn't perfect, but I've got a new setup entirely, and I really appreciate um, you guys giving me the drive to even want new equipment and new uh, ways of 
bettering this entire adventure. So I'm going to keep doing these. Uh, the plan is a couple times a month, but if it gets to the point where there's new music and I can do this comfortably, uh, you know, within a decent time constraint, then I may do it weekly and it will be shorter than this because this is actually a tad longer than I uh, intended it to be. So uh, thank you guys for sticking through and uh, hit me up on social media. So, so Red Door Records podcast number two is done. Thanks a lot. And tune in for number three coming in a week or two. And until then, make sure you destroy the opposition. See you soon.